Welcome to our very special Halloween episode of Death D4 Dishonor. One special greeting. Ah, ah, ah. Welcome to the show. I'm Genesee. I'm Eric. I'm Daniel. Je suis Tintin. Bienvenue à de Quatre de Dissonneur. Really? Your mouth. You? And this is Death Before Dishonor. Today is Friday, October 25th, and this is episode 77 in a weekly series following a group of friends playing Dungeons and Dragons, hosted by the Gray Area Podcast. Now, you may have joined us last week or attempted to when we had our disastrous live stream and for those of you in the live stream thank you for coming back that's right so we're going to say a lot of the same things again just for the first five minutes uh a big welcome to our new npcs for this episode sabre and krugor who are going to join us and tinsian is going to give us a whole bunch of news again and before he does i want to give a shout out to our australian friends and specifically to is it emily who is the Emily. manager of Thorn. And Emily, I feel your pain because I'm sure it's difficult to manage Thorn in any way. <laughs> All right, Dungeon Master, you are a go. I too would like to offer thanks to uh, some listeners that we have out in Afghanistan. Uh, you guys have been pulling episodes nice and steady, so whether you are helping to serve one country or another, uh, in peace efforts over there, we thank you for your service. Or if you just happen to be a local listener getting around firewalls and other things, in the last episode, the party was uh, trying to dust itself off from the large encounter that happened. To the best of the party's ability, only a couple seconds passed. However, to their memory, a number of years passed, a serious campaign. Most of the party has remembered to level up and should now be level 10. Most of And that's good. Xanatari has learned that Cesar is not present amongst the group following the campaign and uh, appears to have been dragged down into the portal and uh, has been collecting crossbow parts and other doodads and gollywags and stuff. Thorn, uh, having surveyed the area very briefly, is giving Xanatari a bit of a hard time trying to uh, figure out what she is doing. For the purpose of time here tonight, uh, since we do have a hard stop due to our non-standard recording time, what I had asked on Friday was uh, basically what they were doing. Xanatari was continuing to collect stuff, uh, trying to ascertain how far down the stairway went, and trying to see if maybe she can find uh, some trace, other trace of Cesar. Thorn uh, decided to um, go along with the gig and was starting to join Xanatari. Having just passed down the stairway, uh, Thorn, to the level where the floor is just above your head, there is a loud detonation and blast wave that passes right over where you were. Mm-hmm. Any reaction to that? Right. Well, if I remember what happened last week, um, basically what I did was is I 
I'd been helping uh, Zanatari collect the pieces of what appears to be Cesar's old crossbow um, off the ground, you know, gears, sprockets, all that sort of stuff. And um, as soon as the detonation goes off, I actually sort of perk up. That's not right. That's not right at all. So I sort of shove the piece that I have into Zanatari's arms and turn around and go upstairs to investigate said explosion. All right. At the top of... Sorry, I had the uh, thing on mute while I was coughing. At the top of the stairs, um, probably about 20 feet away from where uh, the top of the stairway is, there is a very large figure with a crown of thorns, uh, horns, um, both long and small, that sort of deal, that uh, sort of loop back from um, the top of his head Large bat wings, typical looking demon, but it's only kind of typical because if you remember back a number of episodes ago, there was a uh, creature that was talking or appearing to talk to the... um, Well, that's it, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, that, that's the that's the episode. I'm glad that you could join us. Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna go hang myself now. <laughs> At least they weren't naked, because you do remember when Andrew ran through the episode naked. It could have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple episodes ago, there was a demon or something that was talking to Mithrin's mother in the inn back when the Time Tower was causing chaos with its doorways. Cesar was also seen, also had a uh, scene with the doorway where this same figure was playing chess with the now liched form of her, of his uh, former slave master. Sanitari, being perhaps of wise mind or and or chickenness, uh, decided not to play with the tower, so has no experience with this creature. In the creature's hand, um, gripped by the throat and or the front of the armor, is the limp form of Mithrin. Thorn, I believe on Friday before Skype fully went to hell in a handbasket, uh, I told you that your senses would have allowed you... Um, to know that uh, Mithrin at this point is still alive. Um, right. I'm going to do a few things first. I'm going to... Uh, well, do I see Mithrin in his talent? Yes, they, they, are, they are very close to the edge of the pit. Right. Uh, in... The next couple of seconds, I'm going to use my newly acquired power, Soul of the Wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Necessary. Um, mm-hmm. So what this does is uh, it changes me into a hybrid form, combining the most fearsome aspects of the wolf and being a humanoid. Okay. Um, so so I retain all my equipment. Um, uh, armor, weapons, all that. Um, and I gain 10 temporary he- hit points for the moment, but that doesn't really matter. 
Um, I also gain the ability to bite as a melee weapon, so mm-hmm. um, which does 1d8 damage. Um, I also gain the following. Two power bonus to fortitude, athletics checks, intimidate, and damage rolls. Mm-hmm. Um, and plus two per- bonus to speed. And this is a daily power that's a minor, um, which is persistent for um, as long as I want it on. Okay. So I will shift into this new form that I didn't even realize that I had. Um, you know, I'm provoked, I'm angry because I see Mithrin um, hanging from his claws and I don't like it. This, uh, this man was my friend. In, in story terms, basically, um, for those who remember the sort of dream sequence that Natari and I had where we sort of lived out that mini campaign. This is what Thorn turns into. He, it, this is that, that form that he, he holds, uh, where he's become more wolf like, uh, in nature and he's less, um, human because of, you know, the savagery and whatnot. Um, how he came across this power, he doesn't know. This is actually the first time it's going to happen. So, um, I'm going to use the Soul of the Wolf power. Um, Thorn, on the other hand, doesn't know what's happening until he changes. Okay. Go ahead and describe your change um, in just a moment. Xanatari, you are getting showered with dust and other bits of small debris now. Uh, where are you at? Where you are at? Uh, do you have any particular response to this before the cat jumps in your lap? Yes. Uh, I will put down all the gears that I'm carrying right now, and I will pull out Bert. Okay. Uh, and use him to get a better, I guess, view of down the stairs, because I'm really not sure if there's light down into the pit that we were headed uh, with the draw came from. So I just feel better and, and more comforted having Bert out, and then I would head back up the steps toward Thorn to see what the explosion was. Bert is actually freaking the heck out. Okay, then I would also draw my short sword. Okay. Uh, Cesar, did you have something to say in an out-of-character thing? You were kind of waving on the video. No. Okay. All right. Uh, Thorn, please describe your change, and then um, uh, go ahead and do your first whatever action you want. So, um, this will be a largely painful experience for Thorn, um, as it will be the first time that he's actually ever shifted um into the hybrid form, it's not quite the same as changing into a wolf. Um, you know, it's, it's going from one form to the other. This is like a fusion of the. So, um, as his rage overcomes him, um, he drops to his knees um, and sort of grips at the stones in that sort of agonizing fashion that, that sort of comes from someone that's been, you know, severely wounded. Um, and at the same time, uh, the flesh across his entire body starts to ripple. Um, the hair, and given that we know Thorn is a little bit hairier than most um, humans, uh, starts to thicken and grow more into fur, um, covering the entire length of his uh, the exposed flesh and whatnot, um, turning into like a very dark color, sort of as if uh, if you look at like a, an animal, it's like black in sunlight but gray in in other light, um, 
his claws lengthen, um, and he actually begins to grow what appears to be this, um, I guess, muzzle. Uh, and he becomes very, very much like the, uh, the lycanthropes and werewolves of old, his ancestors. Um, so, yeah, um, unfortunately, however, it's going to be a little bit hockey here, because, uh, the plant, the pants that he's, he's wearing, uh, are not magic and do not, uh, expand and grow <laughs> with him. So they, they tear and they, <laughs> they, they, yeah, they, they rip at the knee and they turn purple, um, to match the armor that he's wearing. Um, <laughs> uh, however, his longbow and his chest plate remain unaffected. They're not shattered by this sudden growth, but they seem to stretch and, um, grow to to match the new form that Thorn has taken on. Um, you know, even maybe taking on a, a more bestial aspect, you know, the the leather doesn't look like polished leather, it looks like a you know, rugged hide sewn together, so to speak, still displaying the purple hue that Zanatari so affectionately gave it. Um Okay, and having transformed uh, and going into your rage, uh, what would you like to do with that? I am going to do a running charge at the figure that has Mithrin. Um, now, if I can find where my speed is six, uh, so I'll move uh, roughly about in D and D would be eight squares, but that's about I think fifteen feet or something like that. Okay. Um, 16 feet, because it's 2 feet to a square. Um, is it 5 feet to a square? Yep. Alright, so... That's 30... That's 40 feet. Um, plus an extra tree for a charge. So that's 50 feet. Uh, and I'm going to run and do a, like a, a, like a diving bite attack, I guess. So... Okay. Uh, let's do this here. Nope. I roll a two. Plus three Whoa. is five. Yes. So I guess I don't know how I, I fall short. Um, okay. Maybe I dive and I miss or something like that. Or how about uh, what if a twenty-six is rolled versus your will? My will. Um, that's just over. I'm at twenty-three. Then. Let's say, perhaps then, that uh, the reason for, along with your low roll, that you do not make your charge is that the creature holds out another hand towards you, and you feel your form starting to freeze and lock up. Not a uh, turning to stone sort of thing, but a deep sense of paralysis comes Mm -hmm. gripping at you and leaves you not but a slobbering uh, sort of form held in place. The figure starts to walk towards the open pit slash portal the whole time holding Mithrin um, feet above the air. Sorry, uh, feet in the air. Sanitari. Well, I would like to roll a perception because I would like to see if this is an undead creature or if it's 
like a living, you're saying demon. I'm wondering if it classifies as undead. Okay. You, that might actually be um, some other manner of uh, back down the line, but go ahead. Okay. 24. It does not appear to be a rotting form. Okay. Um, it's breathing. However, mm, tough to discern, but the level of malevolence uh, would probably um, be off your scale to uh, fully quantify. So, uh, uh, I get that, but I have certain attacks that are only specific for undead. That's why I'm trying to figure that out. I, okay. I understand it's not, not, not undead. Okay. All right. Um, so I see Thorn frozen, basically. Uh, and I want to determine if this is a mental attack or if it's some sort of uh, a physical power that he's using. Because I can... I will use my immediate interrupt bastion mental clarity and see if that helps. So I'll use okay. a minor, uh, erecting a second shield around Thorn and see if I can cut him off from the source of whatever's coming out of this demon's hand. Uh, no difference. Okay. As much as I want to dump water on his head, I'm going to attack the demon. Uh, okay, so I'm going to roll to attack him. Okay. Can I... At- can I move to his side, the side that is not currently holding Mithrin, so that I can attack um, and not make sure that I don't glancing blow off of Mithrin? Um, if you use your full move, you can come up off the stairs around uh, Thorn okay. and get to that, get to the side that's not holding Mithrin, yes. Okay, I want to do that then. So, hang on. 26 does a hit. Okay. Yes. Okay. Sixteen damage. This is my daily, so it's big. Divine castigation. Um, I'm going to hold up my holy symbol, assuming that he probably doesn't enjoy anything uh, holy-related or religious in any way, and make a prayer of castigation, which fuels my attack and my anger, leaving him at my mercy each time he lashes out against me. It's a radiant damage weapon attack. Um, at the end of the attack, at the end of the encounter, whenever this target attacks me or any of my allies, it provokes an opportunity attack from me. It's wisdom versus his AC. Kidoki, uh, Bert is going to throw in a little extra. Um, he is pretty much white hot. Okay. In terms of light level, you can still see, but you have no idea how it is that you are still able to see at this point in time. Um, should okay. just kind of sear, sear your eyeballs out. Okay. Uh, the demon takes um, his hand that is was casting something towards Thorn and lashes out towards Xanatari. Okay. Going for either your throat or the front of your armor. Mm-hmm. And bellows out, Witness! And rolls a 29. Against what? Your AC. Does it matter? <laughs> Doesn't. 24 is my AC. Okay. All right. So you are grabbed and you start to feel yourself um, slowing down, getting that sense of paralysis as well. You are dragged 
uh, sort of like a sack. So you're facing the ceiling of this huge, immense bunker. Dragged by the throat? Dragged by, like, the front of your armor. Okay. And Mithrin is still being held up. And this demon is moving at a pretty good, considerable pace at this point in time. You are dropped to the ground, and your head how your head kind of leans back tells you that you are right at the edge of the pit. Okay. Um, I'd like to try and resist the power that um, that uh, the demon's thrown on me. Okay. Uh, because I assume that I can still see everything that's happening. I'm just yes. frozen. Yes. Right. I'm going to resist. Uh, pretty much this is just, uh, I guess, a will check versus uh, the power that he rolled last time around, which was a 26, I believe. Yep. Yep. All right. Right. Um, what's 18 plus 6? 24. Damn it. Okay. You see, Thorn, uh, this person that you have grown accustomed to depending upon uh, being held like so much of a sackcloth and the person that you have not had so much of a chance to prove yourself towards, although I guess if you would ask anyone in the party that you have actually uh, proved yourself many a time towards Mithrin, you're still frozen. And Xanatari, you are rolled over so that you are on your stomach. There is this growling sort of hiss um, that calls you again to bear witness. In the middle of the pit, about halfway down um, from the area that you had gotten down to, a portal, red, kind of very angry, uh, black-red swirls type deal, has opened up. And it is crackling with maleficent energy. I like this word today. Maleficent. It's very Sleeping Beauty. Yes, it is. And that portal clearly wasn't there before. You definitely knew it's not. And you realize that, that Bert isn't present right now. You think Bert might have fallen off. Bert can fall? Okay. Well, you know, you're 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 kind of tied up at the moment. Okay. Um, all of a sudden, you see the form of Mithrin falling past the side of your view, into and consumed by this portal. Can I see through the portal? Like, is there a destination I can see on the other side? No. Okay. It's just kind of this very nasty-looking uh, swirl and bruise of colors. The demon, you realize, has stepped off the edge of the pit and is walking towards the center of the pit in the air. You're kind of just able to see the feet for a moment as he walks by. Mm-hmm. Before you too see the demon suddenly plummet into the portal. Now, Thorn? Yep. 
You see a figure come scrabbling through the main door of the um, bunker where all the other mm-hmm. others were coming. It is this rather huge, hulking, beefed-out, werewolfish-type monster. Mm-hmm. Massive. Just badass as badass could be. And mm-hmm. it goes running towards the pit. It is yelling something. It is yelling something about not being too late. It can fix this. It can fix this. This can go to plan. Xanatari, you hear something that sounds like a loop guru that is just having its you know, throat choked and trying to scream out whatever it can, some sort of voice. Can, can you describe this thing that's yelling it's not too late again? I'm, I'm not sure I'm clear. Basically, um, some sort of large wolfish werewolf, something that's on all, all fours. Okay. Running. Think you're a classic uh, big-ass werewolf. Like a warg, kind of. Um, more humanoid than a warg. More humanoid. Think worgen. I see. Yes, think worgen. Um, but you can't see it yet. But you can, you can hear it. You just hear this, the thud, the thud, the thud, um, Mm -hmm. sound. Thorn? Uh, yep. You realize this thing has a dagger in its mouth, um, big, very nice big blade, probably about the size of a Kopesh sword, mm-hmm. but in this it looks like a small dagger, but it's holding it in its teeth, um, in its mouth, um, pirate style. Yep. If you have any idea of that sort of thing. And uh-huh. it is full on, is full on charging the pit now. Okay. Okay. Do either of you wish to try again versus... Yes. <laughs> yes. Xanatari. Yes. Uh, okay. I have... Hang on. If I can find my mouse. Uh, I would like to do a minor action that I have. Okay. It's called Holy Cleansing. And I think this might help. Uh, I would channel healing energy into myself or an ally. And this will be... The thing that it does that's good is the target, meaning me, makes a saving throw with a plus five power bonus against each effect on him or her that can, that a save can end. Does this not apply because it says effect? That's the thing that I'm wondering if that would apply. Sure, I'll give it, I'll give, I'll give it the application in this point. Yeah. Okay. I regain no hit points. If it's subject to a petrifying effect, the effect ends, but the target loses any remaining healing surges. So because it's a petrifying effect, I'm thinking it might work. Okay. Okay. I said minor, so I don't have to roll on that. Um, you still have to uh, roll versus difficulty, but you'll get the plus five. Okay. So I just roll a d20 and then plus five? Is that what I'm doing? Roll a d20 and then give it plus five. Right. 21. Okay. Um, you feel, you start to feel like your body is uh, returning to some degree of your control. Okay. Um, you're going to be kind of funky for a round, but you're starting to get the best of it. That's definitely for certain. FYI, it's you or one ally in the burst. Is Thorn 
is Thorn within f- five squares of me, or is he? Um, yes, he would be within five squares. So Thorn, go ahead and roll, and then add a plus five. By the way, is that um, is that a daily or is, is that a, okay? Is. Yeah, I won't be able to use that again. Um, eighteen plus five is twenty-three. Okay, Thorn, you've been fighting this thing now for a couple of rounds. Um, you're trying a couple of different things. Let's say for this twenty-three, you're going to start feeling your body coming back under your control. You two are going to be a little bit funky and 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 dopey. Um, in okay. fact, if you actually still want to do your charge, you can charge the empty air. You might have that sort of kind of primal. The kind of like the momentum is still there. It just hasn't resolved. Yeah. Or just the muscle memory. You're just so focused and, you know, yeah. your body was like, just so go that now you're going. Uh, I think I'll do that. <clears throat> okay. So Thorn goes tearing off and there's creature is getting extremely close to the pit. It has no apparent attack vector on either Xanatari or Thorn at this point in time. In fact, actually at its speed it cannot stop in time Uh, to avoid the edge of the pit. Um, Xanatari, since you're going to be able to move around first, there, there might be certain markings and items on this particular creature that might make you think of um, something that Thorn might wear. Okay, I'm going to use a power called Hammering Wind, which you are well familiar with. And in Mm -hmm. this case, I'm going to aim it at this creature, which I believe is perhaps future Thorn. Uh, My intent is to slam him backward and to the ground, which I could if I succeed. Let's see. Oh, gosh, 26. Okay. You have sort of the uh, immovable magic meeting the unstoppable force, and you slow Thorn, or whatever this werewolf is, down a bit. But there is almost a blood rage determination that's something it has to do. There's the hell and high water mark here. Can I communicate with it? Because if it is Thorn, he would still be a part of my allied group mind link, but I don't know if it's him or not. Um, if you want to try to reach out with that, you can sure go ahead. Okay. Yes, I would try to mentally reach out uh, and just you know, try to shout at it and say, you know, stop, stop. What are you doing? You're going to fall into the the pit with Mithrin. You can't save him. It's too late. You are just absolutely blasted back. Um, you know, your, your message is received. You definitely get the message out. But coming back in, um, you're getting the notion that just the feedback of, I can make this right. I can make this right. I will do this. You know, there's something about an honor debt. There's something about all this stuff can be made right. There's also, for just a second, which in this game tends to be, you know, it could be like a week and a half for all all people know, But there is this moment that suddenly it's like it realizes that you are there. You get its attention. 
Like it hasn't like it hasn't had this mind link for a while. And you just get this notion that this is going to be okay somehow because you get a picture of Mithrin's horse. Because remember, Mithrin's horse came from somewhere in the future. Mm-hmm. Yep. So there's something is going on here at play, but it's primal. But for a moment, you get the sense of the human side of Thorn. Okay. But this creature is old. Far, far older than the thorn that you know now, but it doesn't look like it's, it's lost any um, vitality. Then I think I would just get out of its way and gesture it forward and try to move closer to my time's thorn okay. and see if I can get near him. Okay. Thorn... You're starting to come out of this thing. You've done your charge into empty air. I'm not going to penalize you with uh, damage or anything for hitting the ground or anything like that. Um, what would you like to do? Um, hitting the ground, I'm going to pick myself up and sort of remember the bow that's on my back and that I'm absolutely terrible with uh, melee attacks. Okay. I would definitely and- hide my head. I am going to use a power that I haven't used yet called Seeker's Dew. Okay. So it's a, an encounter power, standard action, and what I do is I roll my wisdom versus AC, which is uh, it's a 13 versus plus 13 versus AC. So that's a uh, 23 versus the AC of the creature floating over the pit. Um, the creature has already uh, vanished from the pit. There is All the right. charging wear creature at that is almost at the end of the pit, at the edge of the pit. All right, I rescind that, and okay. I basically I I see the creature and I sort of make this mental link like that guy looks familiar, even though I've never met him before. It's it's like I guess kind of seeing yourself in a mirror or in you know when you pass some glass and you sort of think someone's there and you look around and it's like, I thought this was the one I knew. Um, so I sort of drop, drop the, the bow and the arrow and I guess I start moving towards it. Like I've got mm-hmm. to find out who this, this thing is, why he's running full pelt. So I'm going to um, start running as well and try and catch up. Okay. Thorn, it is clear to realize um, for your senses that whatever this creature is, it has proved itself. It has a much higher pack status Mm -hmm. than you've had amongst either the cultists or anything else that you have been part of. This, This is a creature of legend. Or near legend, I should say. But in your mind, because of how impressed you are with Things like stuff like this. Maybe mm-hmm. there's a bit of a fanboy squee moment um, yeah, in your, in, in your I, mind. I think it's. Uh, I think it's mostly because this thing is probably the true representation of of my ancestral heritage. You know, the 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 ancient werewolf, the the lycanthrope that has been uh, gifted to the world by the gods um, that hasn't been seen in you know eons. So, um, 
I think the instinctual urge to run with uh, what could be a pack mate mm-hmm. uh, is sort of overwhelming. It's sort of like a bleed through effect from this whole um, okay. body of the wolf transformation. Okay. Um, the creature jumps over the lip of the um, pit. And it seems to be, for Xanatari's purposes, because she's actually seen the trajectories of things, would seem on target to be heading for the portal down below. In your mind, you'd estimate that there is a six-second fall, and if you hear the sound of something hitting wall and bone crunching and splatting, the portal probably closed. <laughs> In this case, though, you do not hear anything. But you do find Bert. <laughs> Well, that's good. So we're saying giant wolf creature is jumped off the edge and it's gone, but Thorn has not, or he has? Nope. Thorn, Thorn is, Thorn just started to come around, processed a whole bunch of stuff in a very short period of time. Mm-hmm. But this wolf thing is gone. Okay. I'm going to run for Thorn. Oh, and, and by <laughs> the way, your, your mind link, um, snaps shut with whatever, what you were connected to. Okay. You're still connected to Thorn, but it's... But I feel it leave. It left um, the channel. By... Probably not by choice. Ah. Uh, Signal is off air. Mm-hmm. I would run towards Thorn. How close am I to him? Mm, pretty close. Can I leap on him? Sure. Okay, I'm going to take a running leap on Thorn. Okay. I'm going to try to land on top. Okay. Uh, let's see. Xanatari. Mm-hmm. Roll a d20. Huh, seven. Okay. Thorn. Mm-hmm. Roll a d20. Hey, guess what? Seven. <laughs> okay. Jinx. Uh, we'll just make this nice and simple. Um, Xanatari. You land on Thorn. Thorn, however, can react. Taste my 300 pounds of armor. (laughs) (laughs) How do I react to that? I just felt someone just going... (laughs) Um, And you're wearing plate armor, aren't you? He's so soft and pettable. Squish. Squish. Ah, my brains are out of my ears. Uh, um, how do I react to this? Um, I've got no idea. <laughs> Obviously, I'm going to. You be- probably get the breath knocked out of you. So. Well, what that 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 scent in the sense of pack suddenly, you know, like like a snap, also ceases. Um. Right. Um, well, I guess as as it ceases, I sort of skid to like a halt at the edge of the, the pit, um, and it's sort of like not. It's, it's sort of like snapping out of uh, like a. I don't know how you how you put it. Um, you snap out of, of this sort of trance that you're in. Um, so wonder how the hell I got so close to the pit all of a sudden. Okay. Um, you don't know that there's a portal down there. Sanitari, mm-hmm. you knew that there was a portal down there. Portal's not there anymore. 
but I'm going to pause for a moment. Cesar. Yes, hello. Hello. It's been Hi. such a long, long time, oh. hasn't it now? Don't you what? start, future Cesar. <laughs> future Cesar can navigate, can narry when he wants to. Damn it. Plus, how can you tell which one is which? <laughs> oh, oh, where are you? No, no. Oh, yeah. So dapper. Cesar, uh, you feel like you've been through the grist mill, or perhaps maybe even a light day of work in the slave pits. Um, you're, you're comfortable, well-fed, well-drunk, well-honeyed self. Feels... Kind of crappy after uh, a light day of work in the slave pits, but um, kind of cracking your an eye open. Um, you may find that instead of being in a nice, comfortable in bed, surrounded by people and you know booze and money and stuff, um, you're instead surrounded by uh a bunch of shadows there there's not a whole lot of light where you're at um uh-huh. some kind of looks like some bioluminescent fungus and and junk uh-huh. down there um uh-huh. but you can see maybe uh you know 15 yards away there appears to be a opening in the rock that leads to some natural light but, um, you kind of think you're surrounded. Okay. What's the, uh, what's the last thing that Cesar remembers before this point? Um, pretty much you were getting fully on into the campaign. You saw Xanatari get wounded. Uh, she got healed back. You developed a couple siege weapon things that were put into play. Um... And then there was kind of a, a respite uh, or a lull in the action, and you kind of took a moment to breathe, and now you're kind of waking up. So you, you let your guard down, Haas. Okay. Took a little, took a little breather. That's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Hmm. Can do I seem to have my gear, my equipment with me? Specifically, any of my sun rods. Well, it's it's quite possible. Um, however, uh, Krugor, as as he un does the dance of the unmute button. <laughs> yes. Um, would would Herr Cesar uh have his equipment still? Um, having just been purloined from the action above. Yes, he probably still will. Yes. Okay. Very good. Uh, Cesar. Um, the, the devil on my shoulder says, yes, you have your gear. All right. Well, feeling so surrounded and whatnot, Cesar slowly reaches for the belt pouch containing his sun rods, slides one out and, uh, activates it. Well, would he have this opportunity, Krugor? Or begins that process. Uh, he may have all of his gear, but no, he would not have that type of opportunity. He is being watched very closely. Okay. Um, would you care to describe, uh, perhaps? Oops. <laughs> Another cat butt. <laughs> um, would you? Sorry, would you I got a zip to, going on here. Would, would you? Would you care to uh, elaborate, perhaps, um, in in confirming Cesar's belief that he is uh, indeed surrounded? 
Well, he has several draw ball bows pointed directly at him at the moment. Well, he wouldn't necessarily know that without uh, light. This is true. You know, are you going to poke him with a, uh, a bow tip or something? Or? Yes, uh, yes, we'll get his attention. So you're going to poke him with giant cute tip. Got it. <laughs> yes. It's American Gladiators. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't expecting to be to be called upon so soon. Cesar, Cesar, norm, normally you you are one who is the poker versus the pokey. Um, yeah. You do not believe that this is prison, but you do feel God. that you are a prisoner. Okay. <laughs> you know the drill. And it's you know the drill. You know the drill. Literally. Hey, who, who was that? Show yourself. Old one, you shall be a snack for my pet. It's a euphemism. <laughs> I can hear the music being added in now in post-production. Bow, wow, wow, yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Dead D4, Grigor. Show your face to me, whoever you are, you coward. Face me like a man. Let <laughs> me show you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> On your knees and face him like <laughs> a man. On your knees, face me like a man. <laughs> sorry, my bad. Oh, sorry, Hi, I have to tell And here we have. No. 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 Oh, breathe. (laughs) Take a drink. Yeah, Krugor. Oh, okay. (laughs) Who are you, surface dweller? Well, uh, my my name is is Cesar. Uh, You uh, dragged me down here, uh, caught me uh, unawares, and and now you uh, keep me here uh, in the dark. Without uh, giving me a chance to defend myself, who who do you think you are? Who am I does not matter to you right now. Well, why does who I am matter to you? A good question. (laughs) That's a very good question. It's kind of like being assaulted by Grover, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Ah! (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Grover, with your crazy arms. Uh, it is a little bit. You yeah. need like a Grover mask. It's a good thing we have an hour and ten minutes crew. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> sorry, sorry, I wasn't like I said. I wasn't expecting you to call me so soon. Um, it's only been two weeks. Yes, yeah. <laughs> well, given that it takes us forever to cross a field, you know, two weeks is long enough. Exactly. That is true. Um, oh, I, I. Sorry, I just forgot what he said was. Well, <laughs> what does it matter what, who I am to you? Uh, is what he said. Someone in your party seeks something that I want. Well, what's that? Maybe I have it. Now give it to you and you can let me go. You are not the one that I seek. Well, then why'd you get me? <laughs> <laughs> something about the old... <laughs> Here's a thing. <laughs> Everybody needs Cesar and Krugor, and we'll try and get through this thing. <laughs> um, yeah, I am looking for 
Oh my god, I'm gonna die for the anticipation. Tell me! Damn it. I seek an item of incredible power that one in your group also seeks. <laughs> a rod. Right. Uh, well, you're, you're right that that's not me. It uh, is right. But, uh, what, uh, Depending on who it is, what do you what do you want with them? Why why don't you just go after this this rod? Because I seek to speak with them, and the only way to get them here is to bring you here. So, I'm bait then, or is it more than that? No, pretty much bait. Okay. Hmm. Right. So, uh, we just uh wait. Yes, we wait. Do okay. uh okay. Go on, Cesar. <laughs> Do uh, they have any idea where we are? I'm assuming they watched you come through the hole. I would hope so, but I wouldn't <laughs> count on it. <laughs> they tend to be a little distracted. Well, we could be waiting for a long time. You might want to do something about that. <laughs> are you trying to help him get us? What the heck, Cesar? He's <laughs> just like, geez, this guy's really unprepared. <laughs> Let me help you plan your... <laughs> no, he'll just sit here and wait and just die waiting for years in a cave when you guys have no idea where I am. You're you're sort of just fallen into this role of like the clumsy kidnapper. It's just like, dude, did you leave the note? <laughs> no, I thought you were the note. <laughs> the hell, dude? The, where's who's got the note? Right, everyone, check your pockets. I I need the note. Did you? Take everyone, the rope. And like. And then Kruger got the back. He's like, eh, guys. Eh. And with that, <sighs> Xanatari, take us out. <sighs> Thank you for listening. You can find out more at DeathD4Dishonor.com. Subscribe on iTunes and find us on Twitter at DeathD4. And as usual, Death Before Dishonor is brought to you entirely by listener support. So if you visit Genesee.com, or in this case, DeathD4Dishonor.com, you can see on the right-hand side there are some pretty buttons with different designations that you can click um, and to donate to the show, the maintaining of the site, and other functional items. So if you like this and you're amused by it, please visit DeathD4Dishonor.com and click. Thank you for your support. Please take a listen to the Gray Area Podcast about advice and interviews on relationships between gamers at Genesee.com or SignalsMedia.com. Join us for a worldwide adventure and stay tuned for next week as we continue our travels. This podcast is a part of the Signals Media All-Star Network. For more information on this and other fine shows, go to SignalsMedia.com. It's okay to stick our stuff in your ears. Really? Okay. I'm just gonna mute here. Yeah.
Don't look. Just don't look anyone. <laughs>